When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. What up, Bucks fans? We are back. It is real Bucks talk here on a Monday night, and another big, uh, a big victory for the Tampa Bay Buccaneers as it was close for a little bit, but then in the fourth quarter they pretty much dominated and, and took over right away. So that was very nice to see. Uh, and again, uh, Michael Plus here, Mark Ramirez, my co-host. Uh, we were at the game. Uh, you guys could probably tell by my sunburn, um, but it was. Uh, it was definitely lots of fun. So, Mark, what was your thoughts on the game? Uh, obviously, it was a, another good win for the good guys. Yeah, I'm four and one. Is always awesome to hear. Just it's awesome to just to say it, come off the lips, right? Four and one, rightfully so. We we are that good of a team. Forty five seventeen is an insane lopsided victory, any way you look at it. And it's something that almost every Buck fan thinks we should be doing this every week. But again, it's it's hard to win every Sunday. You got to do right thing over and over consistently and the bucks just did that this week and the defense showed up didn't have any glaring weaknesses besides that short passing game but that's what this defense allows i mean people you can't stop every damn thing so i'd rather give up a five little yard dump pass than giving up the big mm -hmm. play in touchdowns it matters in the red zone so they did well in there and then tom brady being tom brady uh just distributing the ball all over the place the offense looking like how they should attacking all levels of the field. If it wasn't there deep, they, they attacked it underneath, drag routes, ins and outs. It was everything you wanted to see from a Buccaneers offense standpoint. And I mean, I have no arguments. Yeah, it's a team that we should have beat, and we did. And I'm happy about that. And you got a little sunburn and suntan. Go with it. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. I mean, I have burns like where they, I shouldn't be burnt, but I am. It's just weird. Uh get sunburned in weird places it's just uh the way things work for me when i go out in the sun um but anyway uh <laughs> anyway uh guys uh sorry i didn't say this at, at the start but we are uh brought to you here by bucks report and also the pigskin podcast network uh thank you everyone who's in the chat right now checking us out this is real bucks talk uh we are live every monday and you can catch us either on youtube or all your podcast platforms so be sure to hit that like and subscribe button if you haven't. Uh, but like Mark was saying, I, I thought the offense obviously led by the MVP right now, and that is Tom Brady. I mean, you look at Tom Brady's numbers, 411 yards, five touchdowns. He has 15 passing touchdowns already to two interceptions, uh, you know, 1,700 yards passing. So the guy's just playing insane. He's making the right reads. He's not being flustered when he's blitzed. Um, you know, he's just getting rid of the football very quickly. He knows where to go with it. I mean, that AB touchdown, the second one, well, actually both touchdowns to AB were just fantastic. I mean, they're all third reads where he was scanning the field, he found the guys and, you know, just made the right play. And that's what he's been doing. 
but big shout out to the offensive line, you know, for offensively, they are really paving the way they handled a, a pretty good front in Miami, not the greatest, but again, it's still a good front seven and uh, gave Tom plenty of time to throw. And also the run game was pretty active as well. Yeah. Youthful front seven from the dolphins, but mm-hmm. either way, they still executed. Um, Dominic Smith has given him his praise. Let's actually show this up on the screen. This is something where it's like Buck fans think just now Donovan Smith is becoming something pretty good. We've been talking about this man for years, giving his, we're like the only ones that are fans of Donovan Smith. And now people acting like it's coming out of nowhere and it's Tom Brady's reasoning. Now it's just, there's a guy that actually is throwing with timing and he's getting the ball out. It's not holding the ball and putting his offensive line out for, for shits and giggles. But let's just go over some Donovan Smith highlights. This is pretty badass from Brandon Thorne on Twitter. Let's check this out. The big boy over here getting in space. Sit the hell down. This is the stuff you love to see. Then they're spotlighted. Sit the hell down. Very nice. And just the way he's just throwing guys down. Yeah, it's a rookie, guys. I know. But nonetheless, is a big man taking people down. And then that was literally right after Jalen Phillips bringing him down. And then in the running game, I like it. A lot. I want some more of it. Beautiful mm-hmm. Donovan Smith. Look at him. Sit down. <laughs> yeah, good stuff. Good stuff. Donovan, and he deserves all the praise he's getting right now. So, guys, what do you think of Donovan Smith? I I know everyone else hates him, but guess what? He has highlights now. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, I mean Donovan. Donovan's consistent. I mean, we we talked about it, you know, in the past. He he ju- he does his job, and yeah, I mean, he's going to get beat time to time. You know, time. You know, occasionally he'll get beat, but everyone does. You know, yeah. all the left tackles get beat. It happens. Um, no one's perfect. Uh, there's going to be, you know, s- stuff that, you know, just goes down, but Donovan, he, he does what he has to do. And, uh, I think he's very underrated for a left tackle and, you know, the bucks have him, uh, locked up for the next couple of years and rightfully so. So yeah, it's good to see him get his praise. Uh, he definitely deserves as the whole unit does. I mean, the offensive line is playing very well. Um, there's a couple of times where they struggle with stunts, but for the most part, they're doing their job and got to give them the uh the love yeah i didn't see the play where tom brady got his thumb hurt i mean i think you told me it was uh alex kappa's reasoning behind that what, mm-hmm. what happened there yeah alex kappa just had i think it was just two throughout the whole game where he gave up some inside pressure i think jalen phillips one time uh just beat him you know right off the snap and got inside pressure and then there's another time uh, i think it was off a of play action it was to cameron Brait was the the reception and uh, Tom just hit his uh, hand on the guy's helmet because he was like right in his face. But, uh, you know, for the most part, I thought, you know, they, they did their job um, and that's going to happen time to time again. Can't be perfect. Uh, so they're, they're doing a great job. And the big thing to me, though, is Tom's reading the offense and he's patiently attacking. That's something I saw. So mm-hmm. every time that there was a single high safety, if that guy shaded towards Evans, he went the other way. And usually it was either an underneath route or an out route or something or OJ under the underneath in the middle. You just can't take everything away. So the times that they did double cover Evans, he's going somewhere else and immediately. I even put it on Twitter like when we overloaded one side. Mm-hmm. Like, Plus just damn called it right before the damn snap. Like, I'm like, wait, we're overloading the right side way too much. And he goes, what the hell, Mark? It's going to Geo. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and like I look down, I go, shit, you're right. Hike. And what happens? Six points, Tampa Bay, and it's the same exact play that happened against the Rams. This time, a good result. No 
no injury to go with it. Mm-hmm. And it's just little things like that, like planning things out to attack. If the defense is going to show you one thing, go somewhere else. And it's not like it's a panicked thing. It's read, react, and just work your way down one, two, three, down your down your line. And it's mm-hmm. it's a thing of beauty. It's almost like a an easy chess game for Tom Brady right now. But again, this isn't the best defense ever faced. This is a team we should have won, but right. this is what you should have seen, right? Yeah, is- and and the funny thing is they they had the same looks last week against the Patriots. They just didn't execute it. Yeah. Um, so that was the difference in this game. They executed better. They got the results they wanted uh, because Dolphins came into this game. They're like, well, we're just going to do what the Patriots did. Well, not so fast, guys. It's it's not that easy. Um, you know, the looks were there, whether they're playing man coverage or they're playing zone. Uh, basically, they were trying to, you know, show Tom cover two looks, you know, at at the pre-snap and then shift into a cover one post-snap. And again, still, it, it's not going to work because we have guys that can can beat your coverage. I mean, Antonio Brown uh, was killing the the third quarter all day, whether it be, you know, and then Mike Evans against Xavier uh, Howard. I mean, he was taking advantage of him and then Byron Jones, same thing. So they, they're just having their way. And this is really what defenses have to deal with all, all season against the Bucks because when you're in that 11 personnel with the guys that we have, uh, yeah, I mean, it's, pretty much good luck and you know hopefully we make a mistake and that's really the only way we're gonna beat ourselves bucks beat bucks i yeah. mean that's already been the motto of the past two years and it, it just is the case i mean yeah. i i'll want to claim fame to one thing i did call mike evans touchdown when yeah. there was one single high safety i'm like oh sh- throw the shit up and tom didn't even think for a second he saw the safety come in or shade towards the outside away from evans and he's like okay right. fine yeah and basically yeah, basically that was the same play that they ran earlier in the game, but Mike Evans dropped it. Um, so basically it's like the same concept, same route, and they went back to it, which was awesome to see. And yeah, like you said, you called it and they executed it perfectly. And it was the like I was saying earlier, like it's his patience and actually reading what's happening. It's not forcing the issue, and that's something that a lot of times before it would happen, now it's not. Just let the game come to you, and that's how it should happen, especially when you have this many weapons. Uh, some over some people in the chat. Mm. Let's see. Donovan is a talented guy. Can you believe it? He's done some good <laughs> stuff over the years. Yeah, yeah, yes. Um, Donovan had put it together before last year. Last year he had a few hangups, but also put it together towards the end. Just stuff like that. I mean, he's been showing this. I mean, we we literally did a full breakdown highlight video on Donovan Smith, and I remember one game he did bad, and the top comment was, "Oh, this aged well." I'm like. <laughs> one game yeah. one game where he got beat twice out of like 50 to 60 snaps okay mm-hmm. all right because i think we lost that was, in, that was the bears game look at 16 17 game seasons the full and you yes you're gonna get allowed some sacks you're gonna get beat like you said but if a guy's holding on to the ball that's not his fault he's supposed mm-hmm. to block in front of him that's about it so right. donovan he, he does his job he doesn't do it at the most elite level, but he does it at a really good level. And that's all we want. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, so, are any other points on that? No, I was just going to say, I think someone mentioned like, you know, Donovan's the guy that, you know, you won't miss until he's gone, you know? And then it's like, you know, once he's gone, then it's like, who do you find? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's, it's a great point because you can't find left tackles. They don't grow on trees. I mean, unless you find one in the draft where you're, you know, picking top five and you fall into your lap. 
you know, it just doesn't work out. And some of the guys that are drafted that high don't do well right off the bat. You know, you look at Panay Sewell and, you know, he's struggling right now. Um, so, I mean, it's just, uh, it's not, it's not science. If it was, then, you know, everyone would have a great offensive line, but you know, what we yeah. have right now. Worth shouldn't have been in our hands right now. I mean, right. how many tackles, four tackles got dra- drafted ahead of him? Right. If it was a perfect science, he would have been the top one, mm-hmm. right? Because we're already com- claiming, oh, this dude's like a, an automatic pro bowler, perennial pro bowl, all pro type player. Mm-hmm. Well, obviously <laughs> he failed to us for some reason. Why the hell do we have tra- Joe Tryon Sharenka? Things, yeah. things happen. It's, it's how are you scouting? How do you project this guy to be? And the Bucks have just been hitting lately. I and mean, there's going to be, like BA says, ebbs and flows, especially not just with the season, but draft picks, hopefully, <laughs> hopefully not. But I mean, they've been doing really well last couple seasons, but let's, let's keep it up. Right. But also people are giving credit to excited. The run game is coming alive because they're actually running the ball. So mm-hmm. what is your takes on the running game? Yeah. I mean, we, we can talk about all season Lenny, I guess that's a new nickname, but uh, yeah, when you, when you look at Leonard Fournette and, just their overall style and how they're running it. I, I, I like how they're attacking it. Um, obviously getting, you know, more 11 personnel running out of that formation, I think is, is the the main way to go where you're spreading out the defense a little bit. And uh, yeah, they're, they're running it very well. They're averaging, you know, well over four yards to carry and that's what you want. So yeah, I mean um, it, it's definitely been good and it's good to see someone kind of stepping up and taking that spot. Um, even though it is still sort of a rotation, but it, it's good that they're having a guy like Leonard who at least is looking better and better as he continues to go forward here. He's just showing how diverse he is. It's not just running the ball between the tackles or getting the outside, catching the ball, blocking, mm. just showing it on all cylinders right now. And it's, he just does enough. I mean, so many people want to call him out to be like this elite guy like he was at LSU. He's just good at a lot of little things i don't think he's elite at any of them like he's not like rojo and him we always talk about this you see a right. difference like how yeah. they hit a goal. right Fournette just consistently just doesn't ruin it <laughs> i guess he's not like going back five yards he's just running into the back of guys at times when there's not a hole that goal line run where he had amazing you see it, right. hit it. don't think about it if it's there go yeah. and i want to see him run more like that but 5.6 yards per carry I will take that. 12 carries. I mean, yeah, the, Tom Brady was lighting it up, so why even stop it? I mean, mm-hmm. but more traditionally, you'd want to see a little bit more even. Just 41 throws from Brady again. <laughs> oh, yeah, the running game is working. It is keeping it balanced somewhat. Yeah, no, it, it's the right ratio because, again, this is a passing league. Our strengths are passing the football. So it, it's smart to have the passing game at the forefront, but also mixing in that run game when it's necessary. Again, it's not how many times you run it. It's how effective you run it. And, uh, you know, that's been the biggest thing. And yeah, it's just, it's good to see. And hopefully it's something that will continue, uh, to grow and get better as the year goes on, because you're going to need that running game once you get into the later months of the year, uh, especially when teams, you know, it, it just it's helps when it comes to playoff football, especially. So yeah, you got to be able to run it, but run it effectively. When you uh, use, yeah, exactly. You got to be able to run the football when you need to, and and that's what they're showing right now. Yeah. So I mean, offensively, Tom Brady does what he does: four hundred eleven yards, five touchdowns. We touched on that. The running game, hmm. 
effective. It's not dominant, but I, I just think they're just, like you said, they're not forcefully doing that. We're not the Baltimore Ravens. We're not the Cleveland Browns right now. We're, we're There's a reason why, and that is because look at all the guys you have to throw to. AB, 124 yards, two touchdowns. Mike Evans, he's a top five wide receiver. You need to get him the ball. 113, two touchdowns. They were both late, but nonetheless, two touchdowns. And Godwin, he's just like the odd man out. I think he's going to have a breakout game one of these games. Yeah, I mean, but you look at the targets. I mean, he had 11 targets. Again, yeah. he, I, I think what you're seeing is defenses are really trying to take him away because they they know he is the ultimate playmaker for this team i mean really the slot receiver in this offense is the one that gets a big chunk of the plays i mean it's i it's designed for him so the problem is he's getting bracketed a lot you know they're trying to double him inside but what it gives you is opportunities on the outside with antonio brown and mike evans and and we saw that you know yesterday with antonio just lighting it up I mean, seven catches, 124 yards, two touchdowns. And then you have Mike Evans pretty much do the same. Yeah, I mean, that's pretty awesome. But then at the same time, Chris Godwin still got 70 yards. So it's like, you know, who are you really shutting down? You're really not doing much uh, to stop them, you know. Uh, Yeah, he's not getting the touchdowns. But I think once you get inside that red zone area, that's who they're focusing on. And it's giving opportunities to the other guys. And, you know, as the season plays along, I think you'll see Chris get more touchdowns because they're going to have to change things up, you know. And it's just how vital he is for that running game, which everyone gets so excited for. So you look at Chris, mm-hmm. he's, he's coming down to block linebackers. They're, they ask him to do it a lot. He does it consistently well, but you can't right. ask him to do it all the time. Yeah. The thing is, that could be a run. It could be a pass. It could be not even a play action. It could just be a snap and he goes out. So how vital he is for that, how how much of a mismatch he is in the inside like that when he's against a linebacker, if it right. is a safety coming down in the box, it's – any way you look at it, it's just what is Brady reading on that snap? Mm-hmm. Got him in the first read, and he was just in that mesh of players too much, and he got to go to their second? Okay, maybe it was that. Maybe the over the top was there. And it, like you said, it's a game-by-game basis. That one may have not had it this game, but – Next game, he could have a 200-yard game. You never you never know. It, it really could actually happen this Thursday. It's funny you mentioned mention that because the way the Eagles' defense plays, and I'm getting a little early into the Eagles, but they they uh, they don't really like change their defense as far as once you go three wide. Like At times, they'll put linebackers on the slot receiver, which is not a good idea, especially against Chris Godwin. So there could be matchups where you know he'll, he'll definitely have the, the favorable outcome. Uh, but again, we'll, we'll talk about that more, uh, later in the show uh, again, guys, thank you all who has joined us again. This is real bucks talk, uh, here Monday live every Monday. We're live at 9 PM also presented by bucks report in the pigskin podcast network. Uh, so please be sure to hit that like button and also subscribe. If you haven't to our channel on YouTube, it's much appreciated. Uh, but a lot of good stuff here in the chat. Again, we appreciate the comments and the questions and Danny. In the chat says all three bucks top receivers are on pace to reach 1,000 yards this season. And yeah, it's something we kind of mentioned before the season. I mean, it, mm-hmm. realistically, what is it like 70 yards or less than 70 yards a game? And you should be sitting around a thousand. And you know, each one of these are going to get a hundred yard game consistently. There's going to be one guy that gets it consistently at the rate we're throwing the damn ball. Yeah. Yeah. But, I mean, Tom's yeah. on. 
Tom's on pace for 51 touchdowns right now. Uh, and he's, he could get more than that. And he's probably on pace for, you know, 6,000 yards if he keeps it up. Um, so yeah, I mean, it's, it's crazy what guys can do in this new, uh, season, new, you know, game schedule, 17 games. So yeah, definitely. I would like to see that happen because the receivers, obviously they need to play and, and, and being in level 11 personnel more, I think is definitely the way to go. Well, okay. So a couple of things I want to touch on. Um, for me, some good things, OJ Howard getting more involved. When I mean more involved, two catches, 19 yards, that is getting more involved. Actually seeing him on seeing him on the field right. and playing a little piece, first down gains, that's big for me. It just is. Seeing Joe Bernard get involved more, that's big for me. Yeah, maybe it's in a lopsided victory. It's them getting reps, getting used to it, getting their legs under them, especially OJ, because I think later in the season he's going to be something pretty big in this offense. And TJ, a quiet three catches for 42 yards. I'm surprised at that. That was a very quiet three catches, 42 yards. Hmm. But any uh, surprises from you from the Bucks offense or things that you would have wanted to see that you didn't see or any negatives? Uh, I mean, I touched on it a little, little earlier, but I mean, the only negatives was some pass protection with, with Alex Kappa, you know, just getting beat. Um, you know, Ojo Howard got beat for a sack, you know, giving that up. Um, so just some little things there that, you know, they can clean up and, and be better. Uh, they still love doing that, that trap pass where, you know, they, they play action and pull the guard and it actually executed pretty well, uh, for the most part yesterday. I think they had Ali Marpet do it instead of, um, Alex Kappa. So obviously utilizing the better player there with his athleticism to get over, uh, definitely worked out. Uh, so, you know, I, I liked a lot of things that I saw. I, I didn't really question anything that Byron did as far as the play calls, obviously, it's always better when it works, right? You know, when the execution is there. Uh, so that was good. And I, and I like seeing, you know, the screens to Chris Godwin, uh, utilizing him out of the backfield as well, um, you know, with the, uh, you know, the dump offs and the end rounds a little bit. So that was some good things to see. Um, yeah, so they're, they're the strength of this team. They got to carry us. And as we shift towards the defense, I mean, offense has to be the juggernaut, and there's no question they can't be. And that's something we've said over and over. I mean, mm-hmm. if you listen to all of our live streams from the past, it's that's why we get a lot harder on them. I mean, you got the best the play or not play mirror decision maker of the game that's past 21 years. Right. You would think if you have that and these this many playmakers around them, it should be a little easier for that side of the ball, considering it's just using them correctly in execution. There's no reason this offensive set of players can't execute at a high level mm-hmm. consistently. And that's a an issue because I mean, like we said, bucks beat bucks. It's a lack of execution. Definitely not effort. It's just execution. Yeah. But um, let's move over to the defense. I mean, if you look at the numbers, it's always a big thing. Not much stats. You see five tackles of the leading tackler, Mike Edwards. You had three sacks in total, I believe here. Mm-hmm. And one interception, which I didn't even see, or I think we're heading out on that. Jamel Dean got an interception, mm-hmm. but what does this usually mean when there's not that many tackles? It means it means you run control of the ball and the other offense didn't have much possessions. Right. So really good thing. And the one big downer, Avante David seems to have an ankle sprain, probably not playing this week. But right. other than that, what did you see from the defense? Yeah, defensively, I thought there was, I mean, guys were in position. Uh, 
tackling needs to be a lot better. It's just, it, it's been poor um, pretty much throughout the season. Um, so tackling definitely needs to be improved. Uh, there was a lot of missed opportunities as far as sacks. Uh, you know, Joe, Joe Tryon Shoinka missed a couple. You got Shaq Barrett missed one. Uh, poor JPP. I don't know why he was playing in this game. He had a club on his hand. He broke his finger uh, and then also the shoulder. So I, I would like to see him just get rest, like just rest him and, and play Joe, you know, more. You know, let him get the reps and let him get after the quarterback and learn. But, you know, JPP, he's a warrior. He's going to be out there regardless. Um, it's hard to tell him no. <laughs> so yeah. defensively, again, there was they're in the right spot, but they just got to make better tackling. Uh, there was just too many missed tackles and got to be more aware and get make sure you get the guys down. Uh, and then also Richard Sherman, I hope he gets – better as the weeks go on and get his legs underneath him. I just feel like he's still working towards that. And they're putting him in a tough position, I think, uh, obviously with the injuries. So it's, it's not his fault completely. You know, he's going to get back into it as he continues to play. So that's not a big concern. It's just something I've seen. Uh, other than that, I thought, you know, it was a good effort and they did what they had to do again, forcing turnovers. That's, that's the name of their, their game. And, Always good to see Vita Vea get accredited for half a sack, just in general, because <laughs> he always helps everyone else out. Right. And right. my man gets credited for assist and a half sack. So I like that <laughs> Vita Vea doing Vita Vea things. Yeah. You never see it in the stat sheet, but you always see it during the game. Love it. Shaq over here getting a sack and a half. Levante gets one sack. But look at this. It looks rid ridiculous. You <laughs> never get just that one tackle. Same with Devin White. It's usually like a 10 tackle mainstay so it just shows how much our offense kind of dominated let's actually show you that so let's go team offense or team just possession 37 minutes as opposed to 22 minutes like that's mm. yeah you had the ball look at the efficiency as well 30 72 percent as opposed to 28 percent at defense doing their thing again against a team that we should have beat but still you you got to execute it doesn't matter what team it is they this could have been the patriots kind of jumping up on you and you're allowing all these little things. Right. And like what I've said before, our only weakness is the underneath the little area where you're asking our outside linebackers to cover. JPP got beat bad by a gap. Gas. Gasping, right. Yeah. On that little, just throw it over the top. I mean, you're asking JPP with a club to yeah. cover in space. It's difficult. I mean, mm -hmm. it's either he gets there and knocks it down from underneath or safety has to whole ass. Right. And get over there and, and knock the crap out of them. So it's a little area of weakness. It's just hard to hit that little area consistently, usually. And if it's anything, it's a four or five yard gain at the max, unless yeah. someone doesn't play their assignment. Yeah, no, definitely. I think, you know, when you look at the defense, somehow the, the Todd Bowles has to make some adjustments here. I know he's, he's trying to stick with his system and for the most part it, it is working. Um, you know, you're going to give up yards and his thing is always maximize the turnovers and, and try to get those big plays. But I, I think he's got to find a way to get more speed on the field, especially with Levante David out. You, you got to find a way to, I would play Jordan Whitehead as a, as a linebacker, you know, put him, you know, in there and you got to play some more dime coverage. I mean, just get more speed out there, dare other teams to run the football and see what happens, you know, play coverage and, and go make plays, go tackle and let your front four 
you know, win more consistently or rush three, whatever you have to do. Um, yeah, you gotta, you gotta find a way to do that. Dare teams to, to run it because right now they're just not running the football. I mean, the dolphins had what nine carries yesterday for 40 yards. Um, so mm-hmm. yeah, I mean, you, you got to find a way to, to balance it out. I think Danny has talked about this before in the chat, you know, just got to put more resources to that coverage because teams are just gonna, like you said, dink and dunk and find ways to uh, continue to move the football on you. Yeah, I, I can tell you this right now. They're not going to do what you just asked. <laughs> oh, no, no, definitely. <laughs> I mean, no, it's not going to happen. But I, I do like that they are playing a little bit more cover two and cover three. They're helping, you know, they're helping a little bit more with the safety staying back. But with Kevin Minter in there, who missed a lot of tackles yesterday, being in for Levante, and he's not as fast as Levante. He's very, you know, he's slower. And the Eagles are going to want to throw the football to Kenneth Gainwell, Miles Sanders, and it, it's just going to be, and especially with uh, Jalen Hurts liking to run, that's what I'm concerned about, you know, keeping those edge contains and making sure that he doesn't beat you with his legs. But that's just the thing. So, like, I think Bruce Arian said that it's every week, just just learn the, the uh, what do you call it? the script for that for that week or the game plan for that week. Mm-hmm. Every week it's different. Obviously, Jalen Hurts can get outside and beat you with his legs. Containment's going to be humongous. Was that big for Brissett? No. Mm-hmm. So are you going to see Joe Tryon, Shoenka, JPP, Shaq Barrett, Anthony Nelson forcing him inside to who is a slower Kevin Minter? Don't make Minter run to the outside because it's not going to work to your advantage. Mm-hmm. Play your your game plan and things should work out. So, I mean, that's later. It's like an Eagles, but still like, right. And uh, no one's Levante David. You, you can't ever measure up to that. So right. Yeah. Not at that, but it, I'm just, I am happy about the two deep safety thing. Yeah. You're, you're just going to have to run with what you got right now. Jamel Dean coming back from his injury. Colton Davis is out. SMB's out. We're just Sherman's learning on the go. Like you just said, he's getting those legs underneath them. And he's learning a, a new defense at the same rate. So right, yeah, definitely. And Dean played very well. I thought he did a good job. Uh, I was just, I was just well, thinking, hmm? like, like Sherman. He's still getting better. Like he's still, he's not allowing anything big. He got beat a couple of times, but yeah. Again, we mentioned that with Dominic Smith, you're going to get beat. Mm-hmm. It's short memory. Let it go, and then do better the next one. Right. Yeah, and again, he's not doing anything awful. I'm, I'm not saying that. It's just. There's just times where, you know, okay, he needs to get, you know, more juice in those legs as he continues to play. And I think that that will take place. Uh, but I'm just thinking of ways to get more speed on the field. I, I think that is just some of the things that is kind of limiting them to, yeah. you know, letting up these passes on the sidelines and over the middle of the field. And uh, obviously this it's not horrible. You know, you're making the team drive the whole length of the field, which is what you want. I think that's what they're trying to do. Uh, but the tackling has to improve because if you make these tackles, you know, maybe you get more three and outs uh, going forward. Yeah. Uh, you're, you're not wrong. I'll be honest <laughs> about that. Uh, before we keep going, Krillin, nice to see you in the chat guys. Like he said, don't forget, leave a thumbs up for us, hit a like. And apparently John Gruden uh, left the Raiders. Is that true guys? Oh, is this true? Yeah. That's crazy. If he did. Well, I guess I guess what play. I guess what happened with you know that email that got out. I think I mean I'm happy for, I'm happy for John if that's the case. I actually think that's a good move for him, and I think it's a good move for the Raiders too. So I think it's a win-win actually. I mean, 
Well, let's see. Let's see what Mike Mayock does now. Right. Yeah. Oh, the thing like that. Yeah. Well, I, I want to look this up, but um. No, I think it's good. I think it's good for both parties. Okay. I think, unfortunately for John, I think the game just has passed him. Unfortunately, um, just a week ago they were riding a high. What are you talking about? No, I mean, I just, I just, game. I just feel like the game and like from a management standpoint has passed him. Um, I still think he's a great X and X's and O's guy, but I think this was a good call. I think oh, it's good, yeah. good for them. Look at this. Nine minutes ago, boom. Yeah. This is a Bucks thing, but John Gruden out. Las Vegas Raiders coach, 9.14 p.m. So it's confirmed. ESPN Adam Sheffield on Monday. Raiders owner Mark Davis arrived at the team facility. Wow. Goodbye during a seven-year period. Ooh. Mm. Wow, wow, wow. Okay, well. Still gets all that money, I, I guess. I don't know. I don't know how that works. There's probably some clause. Like, you, you make a stupid remark. You shouldn't. Yeah. Yeah, rightfully so. I'm, I don't know. Maybe, maybe there's something that in the fine print. We'll see. But um, yeah. So wow, that is yeah, kind of crazy. G, G Vegas. I mean, he he nailed it right there. Um, pull this up. Oh, sorry. There we go. But yeah, I mean, and G Vegas is right there, and and that uh, he's right there with the Raiders, so he knows. Yeah, that's kind of crazy. But yeah. Um, more on Bucks thing. So you actually brought it up. Bucks secondary update yet any status? So let's go back to Bucks news. Right. And let's bring up an injury report really quick. So one thing, still Antoine Winfield on the shelf because of that concussion, did not participate. Um, and then secondary, other than that, Jamel Dean, full participation. Levante, we kind of mentioned he's not going to practice with that ankle sprain. Mm-hmm. Shouldn't, to be honest. No, he, he's not going to play this week. And then Davis and SMB, don't don't, don't even think of a timetable. There's, yeah. there's no three-plus weeks out. Yeah, I would say Davis and and Murphy Bunting are probably after the bye week. So that's week nine. I would say that's probably the earliest they'll return. Um, and to be honest, I would I would hold a lot of those guys out um, until the bye week. I, I talked about it on Twitter today. I'm like, you know, Levante, you know, hopefully he could come back in a few weeks. But if he's not 100%, I would, I would keep him out. Same thing with Gronk. I, I think you can afford to, to keep him out. Um, you know, you look at Antoine Winfield, hopefully he can come back. Um, you know, I think I saw earlier that he was limited, but I guess he didn't practice. So, um, you know, just wait and see on him. I wouldn't rush him either, you know, because you have you have the guys in place uh, to take his spot. So all these injuries, you just got to, you know, wait and see and see how they heal. But I would take their I would take your time with most of them. Yeah, Gronk status, like plus said, like it's, did not practice. I mean, punctured lung, broken ribs, let, let them rest. There's no right. point in bringing them back. We're looking for the long haul. Mm. Four and one, you're happy about that. And you got plenty other weapons where you don't have to force these guys back fast. I mean, right. Chris Gollum dealing with knee ankle, limited participant. I mean, mm. everyone's dealing with something. You just want to make sure they're as healthy as they can be. And when you have this many guys, you can thoroughbreds, you can throw out there that that often it's, it's kind of a, a luxury. Yeah, the one concern is Ryan Jensen. So hopefully, I mean, hopefully he's okay. You know, a hip injury, never like to see those. So hopefully that's nothing. And, you know, they're just resting him. A lot of these guys don't really, aren't going to practice anyway this week. It's a lot of walkthroughs. So, you know, it's just gear it up and, and try to execute your plays the best against the Eagles. 
Yeah, but so something else I wanted to kind of touch on, which I thought was kind of cool to see him talk about this. So Leonard Fournette over here. <laughs> Leonard Fournette on Buccaneers offense. This shit is different. I'm assuming this shit's different. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. Just talking about how when Brady's humming, things are just going out of control. He said, anytime you have multiple, what I, what I can say, Hall of Fame players, Pro Bowl players all over the field, not to mention that we're missing Gronk. You know what I mean? This whole team, as a unit, we can do a lot. We come out focused, put our minds together, understand the game plan. That's what it is, and stay focused on to the course. So he's not lying. Mm-hmm. He's not lying at all. So right, I I agree fully, and it's just them running their game plan consistently. That's the biggest thing. It's consistently with the execution, and that's something we've kind of hit home a hundred times, and we're kind of beating a dead horse on it, but. <laughs> It's just kind of cool to see even the players backing that right behind us. Um, yeah, for sure. Right? No, I was just going to say, yeah, I mean, absolutely. That's why, you know, we hold the offense to a higher standard, not saying we don't with the defense, but when you have that many, you know, talented players on one side of the ball, and especially when scoring is the most important thing of this game and it helps you win, then offense needs to score. They should score 30 more points, you know, per game and that's that's where the standard is and got to continue to do so be aggressive and attack early and find ways to put these games uh to to rest yeah uh before we keep going let's actually go to our our sponsor so i'll let us kind of hit it up with the old manscaped yes manscaped yeah guys yeah guys i mean you want a great product, you, you need to go to manscaped.com and hit that promo code RealBucksTalk, get 20% off. Uh, they got s- so many great products. Obviously, the new 4.0 lawnmower, it's just outstanding, very smooth, easy to use, and just make you feel great about yourself. And it's uh, it's it's really awesome. So be it's sure to check Yeah, be sure to uh, you know check that out and have your balls just feeling really good and fresh. No nips, no no cuts, just a fine ride. That's all it is. And you'll get more love from it. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, let's keep going down the line. So let's get to some of your guys' questions in here. Um, I would love to get a new defense coordinator personally. Ooh, hot take. Yeah, wow. Really? I mean, I, I, I understand it because uh, Todd is – he can be stubborn in his ways and Todd, 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 Todd. <laughs> so it's like, yeah, why are you not, you know, adjusting? You understand what your weakness is. You understand where the injuries are. There, there has to be, you know, a change here as far as a shift. I know you like to give up yards because you're making the other team work and you're trying to force those mistakes. But when you face good teams like we did against Los Angeles Rams and they know how to scheme against you and they know where to find the matchups and the weaknesses, you know, then you run into trouble. And uh, yeah, I mean, that's why I suggested you got to start daring these teams to run the football against you, um, you know, and play more coverage, have help back there, utilize your speed, utilize other players that can go out there and make tackles and make them consistently. Yeah, I agree with your points. I mean, I agree that especially if one Winfield comes back, I mean, having the ability to throw out Winfield, Edwards, and Whitehead all at the same time, yeah. not to mention your your three cornerbacks. I mean, 
we've told you time and time again, Whitehead is another linebacker. He is an amazing box safety, and he clogs holes better than some linebackers, I'd, I'd probably say. So I don't see why he wouldn't do that. Yeah, I wouldn't mm-hmm. ask him to do it consistently because he's so small. I mean, 5'10", barely 200-something pounds. His right. arms probably weigh 100 pounds each. <laughs> but I mean, it's just I understand Todd's scheme. I understand it. Yes, some teams will scheme and attack at the right moments. It's mm-hmm. not like he's running it consistently, forcing the linebackers to cover. He doesn't. Just sometimes the play matched perfectly what our defense was going to give. And yeah. you got to give credit to the offense for executing that. Mm-hmm. Sometimes it's a hard-ass throw, and it just was a perfect boom-boom play. Yeah. Sometimes it's just taught or lack of execution. So you can't necessarily get mad at the, the coach telling you what to do if the players aren't doing it. Right. And that's what's going to happen with Mike Smith. Mike Smith had a bad defensive scheme, and then the players knew it was bad and just decided not to play it because they hated it. Yeah. It was, that was a combination of shit. Right. Sometimes Todd calls a great-ass game, great assignment, but someone covers the wrong guy. You're asking guys if it's play in zone. Someone forgets the zone they're supposed to be in, and then there's a wide-open guy. That's yeah, for sure. Yeah, for sure. I mean, we we talked about it on the on the film studies where, you know, Obviously, there's a miscommunication because you see everyone else in man coverage, and the one guy plays zone, and then it's it's messed up because he 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 fudged. And then you you look at the the front seven, and they're getting pressure on the quarterback, but that guy's open so quick that you know they can't recover, and you know that that's the issue. And obviously, asking guys like Shaq Barrett and JPP playing in coverage, Joe Joe Tryon Shoinka playing in coverage. Anthony Nelson at times, which we hate, but you know, um, it's just part of the scheme because they, they like to, they like to play a lot of fire zone blitzes where they bring guys in and they drop, you know, certain guys back. We see an Indominus Sue drop back, Vita Vea drop back and, you know, give them credit. They actually do a good job of doing it, but not, it doesn't work all the time. Um, so it's just kind of a live or die defense sort of with the blitz you know because we do blitz heavy you would like to see the front four be utilized more where it's just them and but sometimes that doesn't work either and it's like the quarterback has all day and then todd bowles gets impatient and he's like you know what fudge this i'm gonna blitz Devin white i'm gonna i'm gonna do it and see what happens so and that's something we keep saying yeah we live and die our defense by our front four right because look at the rams game we we tried to stay back at times, and the front four got no pressure. They didn't play to what the standard is, and they are that damn good of a front four, not to mention front seven, but right. you're going to rely on your front four to get in, and you're not getting in there? Yeah, the back the back secondary is going to pay for it, especially if they're not where the bread and butter and the, the money of your team is at. Yeah. You're going to get roasted, and yeah. you need to get that pressure. So it's it it all plays together. I mean, this is a oh, team yeah, for sure. Reason. And yeah, and when you combine that with a good offensive scheme on the other side where they play max protection and they have six or seven guys in there to pick up everything, uh, it makes it difficult. Uh, so, you know, you look at the Saints, they do it all the time against us. They they max protect, they make sure their quarterback has enough time, and that's that's what they do. And then same thing with, you know, the Rams. They did a great job of running consistently, motion and play action, having guys go in one way and we're they're going back the other way. So yeah. it, it makes it tough, especially against aggressive defense. Um, but they, and it just, sometimes that happens. You get beat. And when you play a lot of zone, like we do, um, 
yeah, stuff happens. Well, this is the best point right here. Furu Kulab, things could be worse. Remember <laughs> when we had Chris Conti? <laughs> oh, man. God, he I, did. He, he retired like right after that stiff arm. I'm pretty sure he did. That's stiff arm he got by uh, McDonald. So, yeah, I mean, is he still? I guess he's still doing well. Um, I, I think we see him on Twitter every now and then. Oh, I think he said like playing. He ain't playing. No, yeah, he's not playing. I know he's. I know he's done, but uh, I'm sure he's doing well. And I think I see him on on social media every now and then. Who is worse, him or Leonard Johnson? <laughs> Oh, that was so funny. It was so funny when we went to games and we were like, oh, it's going, they're going to attack Leonard all day. It's like 29. Here we go. And yeah, that was really, that was really the Leonard. That was the bad Leonard. It was funny to see Drew Brees literally walk up to the line point. Oh, this is my bitch. I got this. And like point right at him, point blank. I'm going to attack this guy. Get ready. And what do you know? Here's a 15 yard pass. Boom. Right. Uh, I mean, it, at times it was almost like that's what was happened to uh, SMB last year, and people were riding him left and right. <laughs> so, hey, we'll we'll see, we'll see. Yeah. But things are doing better now. Mm-hmm. Things are working together. You just got to do it a little bit more often. And like you said, like we're mentioning, I mean, sometimes the offense just has a better game plan. You got to kind of mold. Top balls needs to fix and change, not just sit too much zone. You got to sit to some man, but they do that. It's just mm-hmm. sometimes it's the chess pieces, the checkerboards. Like who's who's going after what? Uh, let's go into some more of the things here. Um, I like this, Andrew. Seven and one to buy. Sorry. Yeah, he was talking about his earlier comment up here. Uh, so he was talking about obviously, you know, this week against Philly. Um, you know, this week it, it's it's going to be it's going to be difficult because it's a short week. Thursday night football. You know. Last year we did bad on Thursday night football against the Bears, obviously. So it's, it's it could be one of those type of games where close and we have to execute down the stretch. You know, obviously penalties and fatigue, all that stuff plays into it. So hopefully we can be sharper this week against Philly, and it's on the road again. So you know, loud crowd could be uh, it could be a lot interesting. Uh, yeah, I mean, look yeah. look at what the the Patriots did. They're supposedly a team everyone said we're going to slaughter. Look how close of a game it was. They could have won the game. It was away. It was nationally televised. All eyes on the Buccaneers. For for some reason during the season, we just sucked during national televised game. I don't know why. Mm -hmm. um, Actually, Danny is over here kind of getting pissed off again. (laughs) That that was me last year, Danny. I I did not like it. I didn't like it at all. I didn't, I didn't like it at all. And, you know, some of me still is kind of, you know, on your side there, Danny, because I don't get it either. You know, let your players do what they do best and continue to do so. But it's a scheme, you know, and that's what they run and they have, they have to execute it. But I mean, so the thing is that everyone likes a defense to be multiple, but when they start doing multiple different things, people start getting mad because they got beat. Right. Sometimes it's a coin flip. You're you're trying to execute. It's yeah. almost like 55 45. You're just hoping your probability of getting in is just that much better. Mm-hmm. I think Vita Vea is going to run right over your ass. You're giving more yeah. attention to him. And then we're, we're talking, 
more. Yeah, and we're talking about a handful of plays here. It's it's not like it's a large it's not a large percentage of the game. It's just what we twenty times a game. No. <laughs> yeah, I mean it's maybe 10, 10, 10 at the most, maybe fifteen. Um, but yeah, I mean they have to do something. It's it's just what they do. It's their scheme. It's how they operate. They're trying to you know make things harder on the offense. And sometimes it, it works, sometimes it doesn't. It's just the way it way the cookie crumbles, if you want to say. <laughs> well, I mean, because you gotta think about this. You say rush the rushers and everything. So if you're thinking about our front seven, you're talking JPP, Sue, Golston, Vita Vea, and Shaq. It's five guys you're gonna send in. You're not gonna drop back any of them. You're gonna make Levante and Devin White cover all of the middle and anything that's running into the flats. That's incredibly hard to do and impossible to do. You're asking two guys to cover half the field. You can't. So these guys have to drop back. They have to do something to help out the defense. So it's it's a give Mm -hmm. and take. You can't get really mad at it. It's just part of what this defense implores and asks their guys to do. You just got to run the scheme. Just get in in the way of the pass. Yeah. Just doing that, you're going to be 10 times out of 10 better. Shaq literally didn't do anything that Bears game. Plus, got so pissed. He's like, he shouldn't be. Yeah. He has to do it. Got to do it. Right. Yeah. No, it's, uh, yeah, that one was frustrating because I just, I kept seeing it and I was like, okay, they're going to change it up eventually, but they, they didn't. And, uh, but again, these are not a lot of plays throughout the game. But overall, I thought, you know, it's a good scheme, guys. I, I think it works. And it's shown it's worked. Obviously, it worked in the playoffs, and it, it works, you know, down the stretch. So hopefully, they can find that magic again. Things will be more consistent where they they can get it together, you know, just better overall. But at the end of the day, when you look at this game, they held the Dolphins to seventeen points. That's what you want to do. That's their goal, and hopefully, we can do that this week against an Eagles offense that really uh, shouldn't scare us. Uh, it doesn't have you know, great weapons. Um, obviously Devonte Smith and Jalen Rager have some speed. So that's something you have to watch for. Uh, but you know, really not a great offense, uh, overall. Yeah. They, they scored late against the Panthers yesterday to rally, but, uh, I, I think there's opportunities there to be had and hopefully we can just do our job and, and stopping Jalen hurts from, you know, extending plays and, and making things happen on the run. Yeah. Like, uh, where is this? Guru Co-op said the best. Contain, contain, contain hurts. Mm-hmm. Someone else said hurt hurts. <laughs> yeah. But I mean, it's, yeah, it's it's going to be a lot of dump passes. You're going to see those numbers go up. Don't get mad at it. If that's the only thing that they're getting, okay. And, and bottom line, guys, we're four, we're four and one. So, I mean, let's, let's, uh, let's enjoy it. Yeah. Let's enjoy it. I mean, there's not really not a lot to complain about here. Um, yes, they can be better. Every team can be, uh, uh, but the main thing is you just continue to progress throughout the year. You know, we're not peaking yet. Let's peak when it gets into December and in, into the playoffs. All right. So here's actually a good point. They're not getting the sacks and the bucks are 31st on pass coverage. Let's actually make this the last one. Mm-hmm. So worst defense in the league statistically. <laughs> <laughs> Pretty bad things, but I mean, it's five games in, and you've lost a lot of players. You're starting to put players in that barely know the offense or barely know the defense. Mm-hmm. And JTS has been having a bigger role than he should have. We'll see. 
this is the beginning where you can start seeing sacks start multiplying because we're getting a lot of pressures. And that's mm-hmm. something I sent to you earlier in the week, the Chargers head coach. It's like They're yeah. getting the pressures. They're just not getting the sacks yet. Right. Getting pressures, sacks will come later. So I'll let you expand on that. No, I agree. Yeah, pressures is what, what matters. It, it, you have to affect the quarterback, and the Bucks are are doing that for the most part. Obviously, you want the sacks, you want the impact plays, you want the forced fumbles. Uh, but, hey, we, we saw that yesterday. They made some things happen. They had opportunities for eight sacks. You know, they just missed. And that's that's going to happen, you know, time to time, especially when you face a quarterback like Jacoby, who's very strong and big, and he can move around. Uh, and they face a similar test in Jalen Hurts, who's big and also can run around. So got to make sure you, you wrap up and make those tackles. Uh, but guys, it's early. And I'm not going to, you know, stress on the defense too much because guess what, guys? We're an offensive football team. Let's score some damn points, win that way. And defense will they'll just do what they can do right now because they don't really have many guys out there. They're banged up. I mean, you're, 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 you just signed Richard Sherman who was on the couch, you know, not too long ago, he's doing his podcast. Um, you know, so it, it's like, let's not be too hard on them. I, I know it, they need to be better. And obviously hopefully that, that takes place, but this is an offensive team score points, win the game scoring because that's what wins games in this league score more than the other team you win so let's do that and you're built that way i mean no like the a says we're, we're a passing mm-hmm. team we're not throwing a tight end so right keep lighting up the stat stat sheet and the scoreboard with offensive points and have the other team try and keep up with you and make mistakes that's right how it should be i mean guys i mean Look at look at the Tampa Bay Rays. I mean, they just scored and now it's a tied game. So offense wins you games. And and, and that's what that's <laughs> what needs to take place. You gotta hit the baseball, you gotta score runs, you gotta win it that way. Same thing in football. Score points, score touchdowns, defense, make plays when you need to make them. And that's what our defense has done for the most part this season. Well, guys, again. You're four and one. You got a 44 year old quarterback. You're asking a lot. Yeah. Danny, but guess what? He's answering the bill. I I don't like the amount of passes he's doing. He's not 44 guys. He's 21. Let's, let's be real here. I mean, he's young. He, he, this guy reverses age. Like he's in a time machine right now. So no, they're, they're, they're doing, they're doing just fine. I would just rather run the ball a little bit more. Oh like, yeah, for sure. And that's, either guys that's going to come defenses are going to adjust they're going to dare us to run the football and guess what we're going to run the football so that's that's how it's going to that's how i see it playing out and uh right now it's kind of working you're seeing the run game get better as the weeks go on here you can't cover everyone and hopefully they're getting better they're improving just two weeks in a row 17 points only not bad yeah two winnable games yeah but still they're putting up numbers. You can't get that mad about it. Well, on that, guys, let's call it here. Thank you again for all the participation in the chat. Always lively. I love it. You guys literally are the show. We always tell you that. Um, and anything you guys want, always request it. Have no shouts or no no worries about kind of commenting or adding your opinions. Well, on that, thank you for everything. And plus, send us out. Yeah, guys, I, I love you all. Uh, much appreciated. Love the comments, the chat, and yeah, I, I, I go on rants at times, but it, it's all fun. And as we all do, me and Mark. So uh, it was uh, a lot of fun being at the game yesterday. Uh, very excited to 
Yeah. Yeah. AB. Yeah. He's welcome anytime. Uh, I heard he's a great dude. So, uh, Thank you all again. Uh, again, this was Real Bucks Talk presented by Bucks Report and the Pigskin Podcast Network. Be sure to give us that like button, subscribe if you haven't just yet. With that said, everyone have a great night and go Bucks on, on Thursday Night Football. Go Bucks. <laughs>